What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with Hog Sports, HAWGsports.com. A lot to talk about on today's show of Hog Sports Live. Razorback football, basketball, baseball. We're going to spend a lot of time, though, talking about transfer portal, Razorback football roster, and we're going to get into a lot of that with Danny West. All that and more on today's episode of Hog Sports Live. Before we get started, I want to remind you there's plenty of ways to watch and listen. You can always tune in on Facebook Live. Be sure to follow the page if you haven't done so already, along with 90,000 other Razorback fans. Also available on YouTube. Be sure to subscribe to the channel. Hit the notifications bell so you're alerted anytime we upload new videos on YouTube. Also available on Apple Podcasts. Throw us that five-star review if you haven't done so already. Let others know what to expect, what they can what they can expect to see with Hog Sports Live. And uh, Hog Sports is just $1 right now for your first month at HAWGsports.com. Plenty to get to today. It's been a busy weekend for sure. We'll start off real quick with Arkansas baseball. We'll just get a few housekeeping things out of the way. But uh, Arkansas won the series against South Carolina 2-1, 4-1 on Friday. I was at that game. 3-1 on Saturday, 5-1 on Sunday. Big series win for the Hogs. Next up, at Vanderbilt, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. That's at 6, 7, and 2 o'clock on Saturday. And that will wrap up uh, the series, uh, the regular season. And Arkansas uh, begins SEC tournament play. That's Tuesday in Hoover when SEC tournament play begins. Arkansas currently ranked number two nationally by Baseball America, number two nationally by D1 Baseball. And Leads the SEC West with a 19-8 conference record. And that's good enough for first overall also. One game, let's see. Nope. A game and a half ahead of LSU. So that's where things stand with baseball. Surging right now, just like Razorback recruiting just like the transfer portal. And we're going to go ahead and jump in with Danny West a little earlier than we normally do just because there's so much to talk about uh, with this. If those uh, those of you who don't follow Danny, you can follow him at Danny West 24-7 on Twitter. He's the Hog Sports recruiting analyst for, I can't even remember now, it's been many, many years Danny's been with us. So uh, most of it, Danny's content is VIP. So if you want to read his recruiting breakdowns and up-to-date information, then you want a up, VIP buddy? subscription. Danny, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. I'm a little bit under the weather, but still rocking and rolling. What, what's, How are you? What's going on, man? Man, sinus infection. So I woke up yesterday sounding like Scotty Pippen. <laughs> <laughs> LeBron James is the best player. Uh, okay, <laughs> here what we go. Don't derail the show now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, no, Danny. Man, we, uh, I've been busy. Uh, it's. Um, I don't know what you wanted to ask me, but. It, it just seems like day 900, you know, mm-hmm. you know we've kind of reached that point. But what a weekend for Arkansas, man. Uh, I'm sure you want to get into some of these commitments. Got another visitor on campus today, so a lot to talk about. Where do you want to start? Well, let's talk about the visitor on campus today before we get to uh, okay. what, what just happened. Sure. Chris Rhodes, uh, Butler County Community College in Kansas. He's a cornerback. 2021 graduate of uh, Truman High School. That's Independence, Missouri. He came out, he signed with uh, South Dakota State, ended up at Butler, where he's already got his associate degree, and he can leave any time. Now, Chris had planned on staying through uh, the season. He, mm-hmm. he wanted a full season of film under his belt. He had planned on staying and, uh, you know, trying to land some more offers. 
and getting out of there in December. But man, it looks like Arkansas, Missouri, Kansas State, uh, quite a few teams showing interest right now. And, and he's in Fayetteville as we speak for an unofficial. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, I get the feeling talking to Chris. I don't want to speak for him, but it sounds to me like Trey, if they if they want him. Uh, I could see it moving rather quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Arkansas may be in need of a corner with the Quincy McAdoo situation following his sure. his accident, and we'll see what his status is. But uh, right. Arkansas definitely needs defensive backs, and we'll talk about that a little bit. But first, I just I guess we'll just kind of go chronologically. But uh, t- uh, Francis Sherman, uh, tied in out of Louisville, a former walk-on at Louisville who was uh, put on scholarship – uh, I guess a couple of years ago, but uh, he's he's one of Arkansas's latest additions. What do you know about Francis Sherman? He is uh, not a whole lot more than than you. I've only known him for about a week, I guess. But uh, it seemed to me, talking to people and reading everything over there, that he was used primarily as a blocker um, uh, for Louisville. Had some pretty good guys in front of him. So, um, you know, Arkansas, man, I said it when they got Barquise Gums. Mm-hmm. I said they needed a good one, and they got a good one. And uh, this is no no shot at Francis at all. Seems like a good dude, uh, based on my brief exchanges with him. But um, I, I think they needed a guy. You know, you, right. you know, you need some depth, need a body, and um, I don't think anybody expects him to come in and be Travis Kelsey or uh, Brock Bowers, whoever you want to say there. But um, definitely helps you in the blocking uh, department. I think he's a physical guy. Could probably stand another 15, 20 pounds and and uh, get that done over the summer. So. Needed some more depth there, it uh, felt like, and, and it looks like they got it with an experienced guy. He's got a couple of years left, so that that's a benefit to you. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it just seems like uh, based on the where the portal's at, where all the names are at, there's just not a ton of ton of action left, and uh, it seemed like it made it made a lot of sense for him. Danny West joining us again. You can follow him at Danny West 24-7. That's why the Varkis Gums decommitment and eventually, so obviously, big. he recommitted uh, kind of stung because there just wasn't a lot of great names out there in the portal. Yeah. Uh, but Varkis Gums is a guy that you would expect to maybe be – I'm not mm-hmm. – nobody – you want to put Brock Bowers on anybody, but a guy that uh, can really produce for him and really play a lot. But people don't understand sometimes that – First of all, you have injuries, so you want to make sure that you have quality depth. But also, you got to get through practices. And if they're going to run yeah. 12 personnel, you need to be lining up t- quality tight ends out there, uh, first, second, third team. And with 12 personnel, obviously, it's two tight ends. So you're going, you know, you need a solid six deep of preferably scholarship players. And uh, Arkansas just a little bit thin in that area when it comes to scholarship players. Now, they got some really good freshmen coming in, but this guy, Francis Sherman, a guy that can block for you and didn't catch a whole lot of passes. Varkis Gums obviously been in the college weight room a couple of years. He can block. That's the only thing you worry about with the freshman a little bit is just, you know, when it comes to point of attack and going up against a defensive end or a linebacker, you know, how, how well are they going to do? Uh, grown man league. Yeah. And speaking of grown men, uh, is it Kiwi? Is that how you say it? Kiwi Rose? Yeah. yeah Louisiana yeah. Tech defensive tackle. Um, all uh, – is, is that Conference USA? All Conference USA first team selection? Is that right? Mercy. Um, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. 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 So, that's 6'3", 303 pounds. I mean, this to me is as deep as Arkansas has been on the defensive line now because of the work they've done in the transfer portal. Last year getting Landon Jackson. Uh, this year getting Tank Booker, Kiwi Rose – uh, also getting Trajan Jeffcoat, John Morgan, 
I mean, without those guys, it's kind of scary up front on the defensive line. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that when we look at the recruiting that Arkansas has done in the past and why they're in the situation they are now. But, I mean, this is extraordinarily deep on the defensive line all of a sudden. Yeah, and, and buddy, I like this one quite a bit. You know, I talked to you a couple of weeks ago, and I said if I had to list the top five incoming mm-hmm. transfers, Varkis Gums would be in it. Well, shoot, I think this one would too. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, you know, you think about beating te- uh, Texas Christian, TCU, mm-hmm. and Miami for this guy. I mean, yeah, uh, it's kind of slim pickings once you reach this late stage of the, the portal action. I get that, but I know for a fact how badly Miami wanted this one. Like, they really, really wanted him and needed him based mm-hmm. on everything I was hearing down there. So, man, what a big get. It just felt like a, a huge uh, – as soon as his name hit the portal and, and Arkansas was the first offer announced by him on Twitter and Ole Miss was one minute later, I said, ooh, this, is, you know, this one's going to be interesting to watch. Anytime you're the first one on the, on the table, kid from Henderson, Texas, not mm-hmm. that far away – uh, you know, he's somewhat locally in the region in Ruston, Louisiana. It just made a lot of sense based on Arkansas's needs and uh, another experienced guy. Uh, you know, he's he's been around the block some. Mm-hmm. I always enjoy when these guys come in for visits and stuff. You can just tell. Uh, you know, I guess it's natural. You get into college, you start growing. He looks like a grown man. Seems like they only look for grown men on the defensive line as far as transfers, and, yeah. and he fits the bill. So I'm with you on the depth. Uh, we keep that's kind of been the theme, has it not? Ever since last year, mm-hmm. I think Arkansas learned uh, a hard lesson. Not that they didn't know it already, but I think fans more than anything realized how important depth is uh, in the SEC. And man, it seems like <clears throat> that's kind of been a theme for them to mm-hmm. just go out and uh, get as many quality players as they can at. at positions of need and this was another one man he's big time big time pickup right there now that's that's not to say francis sherman and uh and brathwaite and all these guys aren't big guys you know big gets but this one definitely was i know arkansas was super excited about this one yeah i mean in in this day and age of college football you can build great depth and that's why i've been saying like on the defensive line they need to go out and get another defensive lineman not that they were in trouble there. It's just that they have an opportunity to really build some depth and and create a genuine five, six-man rotation on the interior where they can go into the fourth quarter and put their best guys out there and be healthy and fresh. And Arkansas, that's to me, on defense, that is what has separated them from the upper-tier teams in the SEC. You may start off strong. I mean, Arkansas played Cincinnati pretty well on defense last year, and then the defense just got worse and worse as they got more injured because they didn't have the depth. You can build that depth now through the transfer portal. So, Danny, I want to take you now to – you mentioned him just a little bit, A.J. Brathwaite. Uh, This guy – this was funny because he committed, and people on our message board were like, well, I'll wait for Danny to say something because, you know, I think it's weird he hadn't said something. But I know that this guy, he caught you when you were in the shower. You got to shower and you got to eat sometimes. But uh, I'm pretty sure you probably wrote this story while you were uh, had a towel wrapped around you in front of your computer. So wet. here's a little inside scoop for you. No towel. <laughs> <laughs> no towel at all. Oh, I'm standing no. in the bathroom sink with a computer. I'll let everybody's <laughs> imagination take it where they where they need to. But yeah, that's a first. I've I've done it on deer stands and bass boats, but 
That was the first buck naked one right there. <laughs> All right, TMI. <laughs> um, but this is a this this guy was uh, you know he's not at like a just a, a headliner transfer. He's Western Kentucky. Uh, had 98 yeah. career tackles. Played in a ton of games for them. Was banged up a little bit last year. Uh, but they needed they needed safeties, and this is another guy that can provide some some definite experience for him. It was formally yeah, committed to Florida International, I believe. Yeah, brief commitment there. You almost kind of feel bad for FIU. You know, they had a pretty good one that they felt good about, and lo and behold, Arkansas makes a uh, a really quick move there to get him on campus, and and you could kind of see the writing on the wall. Once he hit campus, it was uh, I felt like it was it was pretty much a lock. So mm-hmm. six foot one ninety five safety again. The depth, man. Uh, we keep talking about depth, but that that position there probably needed it yeah. as much or more than any other. And uh, seems like they've picked up a couple good ones. If you can close this thing out, well, they got three spots left. Yeah, I got them at eighty-two total. Yeah, you almost hate to uh, not sign two more, but I guess one more if that's the corner. Maybe it gives you some flexibility. You can mm-hmm. move a guy. Um, obviously, the Quincy stuff you touched on there, uh, just status unknown. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and just wish him the best. Hope he hope he gets healthy first and foremost. But yeah, um, yeah, uh, you know, experienced guy, grad transfer, uh, fired up about it. Uh, Miami, Florida Central uh, graduate from 2018, so he's been out of high school for a while now. It, yeah, that may not seem like that long ago, but that's that's another grown he's man. A, he's so, an adult. Yeah, yeah. And who knows, man? We a lot of times it, it seems like the guys you least expect in the transfer portal just kind of rise to the top. Maybe this mm-hmm. guy shows up and takes a starting spot and runs with it. But I like that duo now of uh, Snacks Johnson and Walcott that they that they started off with. And mm-hmm. when you add a, a Singleton or, and uh, I'm sorry, Singletary and mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Brathwaite now, I like that group pretty good. Yeah, absolutely, and. Uh... You know, they're, they're at 82 scholarship players now. And when I was looking at what they need, like defensive tackle, Kiwi Rose, that'd be nice, you know. Another linebacker, they got him, uh, Jaheim Thomas. Uh, you know, looking at offensive line moving forward, yeah, they could use one. They could really use two offensive line, but at least one, you know. Wide receiver, they need another wide receiver. But the thing with wide receivers, you got seven – scholarship players and every single one of them are fighting legitimately for a starting spot um, yeah. you know offensive line I think you're in pretty good shape I don't see a guy out there that I, I look at and go like this guy can come in and challenge know. one of these guys for a starting spot I don't see that out there but they needed it for depth the thing with safety is it's not like a depth issue it's not like they need to some guys to help them get through practice to improve the overall quality they needed Start somebody to come in and push and not only push but just take take a starting spot. Like, that's where they yep. were at safety. And still would like to see them get one more, even though with these remaining three spots, you could say another offensive lineman, another wide receiver, uh, and definitely a safety. I think that's what you look at with those three. And, you know, if they don't find a guy that's of quality at all those spots, then obviously, you know, there's some there's some walk-ons, offensive linemen, walk-ons who, you know, are pretty good players. Um, Tommy Varhall, the transfer from Maryland, Josh Street, Brooks Edmondson, Street. you know, maybe those guys are, are people – that you look at to give one of those scholarships to. But uh, obviously, I think I think you need one more defensive back in this class. I do too. And, and you know, it seems like forever uh, they've had 15 scholarships to give. And when you kind of get down to two, three, you're like, oh, man, you still got a few spots here mm-hmm. left to fill, you know, and you try to prioritize what's, what's most important, I guess. I mean, shoot, some people want a punter right now. You yeah. know, if, if there's one to be had, uh, we'll see what Max Fletcher offers this year. But – 
um, yeah, I'm with you on that. I know uh, uh, the young man on campus today, Rhodes, is an actual corner. So, um, you know, it's, that makes it interesting to see if uh, if maybe they move a guy from corner to safety or, or how they navigate that. But mm-hmm. he is a corner, six foot, 185. But, um, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of opportunities there uh, down the final stretch. But I'm with you on offensive line. I'm just not sure where they turn. I think wide receiver, there's so many options right now. And it, in my opinion, they're all kind of marginal. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't see a huge difference between um, a ton of guys out there. So wouldn't surprise me if it's a guy that we haven't even talked about yet. And it feels like I've talked about 30 receivers over the last few weeks. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I just can't can't make – I can't sit here and make promises that Arkansas is going to go out and make a splash uh, big-name type at, at offensive line or receiver. Mm-hmm. Could be a guy you've never heard of. But um, Well, even the Muskrat deal, Dan, like Muskrat looked like he was, he was just eventually going to commit to Arkansas offensive lineman out of uh, – Oh, uh, Tulsa. Tulsa. Um, yeah. Looked like he was going to commit to Arkansas. He ends up going to Auburn. But he wasn't a guy that I was looking at going, like, this guy's going to come and bounce out Josh Braun or Brady Latham or Bo Limmer. You know, he's a 6'3 interior yeah. offensive lineman. I, I, I played tackle at Tulsa, but I wasn't looking at him. He's not going to play tackle at Arkansas or, or yeah. Auburn. But I wasn't looking at him like this is a guy that, you know, was going to come no, in no, and challenge. No. It was a guy that was going to come in and provide some depth, but a lot of people were, were kind of upset about that. All right, Danny, I want to fast forward you a little bit. Wyatt Simmons, okay. the hottest new name in recruiting in the state of Arkansas. Uh, this guy didn't have a Twitter account. His dad's the head coach at, at Harding. Uh, he plays at Harding Academy. His dad's the head coach at Harding University. Um, 6'3", 215-pound linebacker, just put his huddle tape out. A lot of coaches have come and visited him during the evaluation period. And you fast forward and, you know, Arkansas offered last week. Auburn is offered. Florida State is offered. Arkansas State, Mississippi State, just a surge. Oklahoma. Oklahoma offered. um, Just a surge of recruiting attention suddenly for a guy that, you know, wasn't going to camps and wasn't putting his stuff out there on huddle and stuff. And and just – I don't know if he just decided to or I don't know why he got such a late start. But uh, people have taken notice. You turn on this kid's highlight video, I mean – the name that comes to yeah. mind is Drew Sanders. <laughs> easy now. I know, easy. I just easy. say I, it's just a just a high school comparison. That's all. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you. Hey, you actually, uh, you kind of got tipped off on on this guy first, so appreciate that. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, hey, to go from um, unknown to an 87 grade, and with all these offers, I don't think I've ever seen anything like it. You mm-hmm. know, we've, we've done this for a while, and. Uh, we've seen guys take off typically around January, February. Uh, you'll see a, an unknown in-state guy just kind of come out of nowhere. But you never see a – first of all, you don't see many guys who release their film in May. Yeah. I think that's where it starts. And obviously, you know, we're not naive enough to think that his father being a head coach at that level uh, doesn't in some way benefit him. I'm sure it does, right? Mm-hmm. Coaches' uh, word seems to travel fast and, and stuff like that. But – Man, I think he's legit. As soon as I saw his his tape, I was like, all right, he's probably going to come to camp and, and, you know, have a legit shot here at an offer, or at least, at at the least, PWO type, right? Preferred walk-on. Right. So I felt pretty good about him. And then, lo and behold, here comes Auburn, FSU, Oklahoma. I was like, oh, well, that does it, Arkansas. There is not going to be a wait-till-camp type situation here. Once all those come, it kind of, I'm not going to say forces your hand, but, 
definitely expedites your uh, evaluation process. Yeah. I'll put it that way. And he's an 87 but, overall, and that's important to note also uh, his recruiting ranking that, you know, Gabe Brooks, who's in charge of, you know, evaluating in this area, he's not going to stamp a guy a four-star prospect without seeing him in person. It's just not the way right. Gabe operates. He likes to see verified track times, whether that's a 40 at a camp or, you know, running high school track meets. He wants to see verified times, puts a lot of stock in track times, and also wants to see him in person. But based on his film, he feels confident enough to say this guy is at least an 87 overall. Basically, that's where that comes from. And once yeah. he gets a chance to see him in person, I think he'll determine uh, what this guy's actually rated. Gabe Brooks, uh, I will say this, one of the best I've ever worked with, man. That's yeah. probably, uh, if I had to rank my favorite things about working for 24-7 sports is that um, the, the evaluation process that they do is so thorough, mm-hmm. like you just talked about there. It's not a joke. They don't take it lightly, and I appreciate that. Because when I go, if I'm just a casual uh, consumer, observer of, of all of this, I want to know that people behind the scenes are actually doing their best shot, you know? Yep. And I know Gabe Brooks does. So he's probably one of the most thorough guys I've ever seen. I appreciate that. He is. All right, Danny, anything else to add? Uh, no, man. Uh, no, I could talk to you all day. I wish we had more time. Yeah. All right, brother. Appreciate you. All right, man. See you. All right, everybody. That's Danny West. Again, at Danny West 24-7 on Twitter if you want to follow him. And if you want to read his content, again, most of it is, is VIP. That's just a snippet of some of the things that Danny brings to the table uh, with his coverage at Hog Sports. It's just $1 for your first month, HAWGsports.com, or you can try the year for 30% off. The NBA Draft Combine starts today, May 15th through 21st from Trust Arena in Chicago, Illinois. Anthony Black, Nick Smith Jr., Jordan Walsh, and Ricky Council the fourth, all participating from Arkansas. A lot of Arkansas flavor this year in the NBA in the NBA draft. Devo Davis was recently on air with uh, John Neighbors on 103.7 The Buzz, a surprise call-in interview. It talked about his decision timeline. You can read that article on Hog Sports, but uh, you know he's not invited to the the combine, but he's able to to meet with teams and and all that kind of stuff. Arkansas is currently at, I think, thirteen. If those guys return, obviously we're still waiting on Ron Holland. Um, see what he decides. My sources say Arkansas feels really good about their situation right now. Texas has not released him from his scholarship. Um, the other option for him seems like G League Ignite, which those aren't familiar with G League Ignite. It's just it's one of the G League teams. It's just mainly dedicated to bringing in, you know, guys who aren't NBA draft eligible, guys that are coming, you know, first year out of high school. Uh, they have veterans on the team. Like the whole thing is like to mentor these and develop these young guys. Basically, it's what G League Ignite does. But that would be his other option, or going back to Texas, I guess but still hasn't been released from his letter of intent from Texas. I want to change gears a little bit. Talk about um, Arkansas's football roster coming up in 2023 because this, at least in the modern era of college football, 85 scholarship era, which that happened in, what, 95, something like that, 94, mid-90s. Since that era has – been in play. This is the most veteran Arkansas football team in modern era. They have 25 seniors on the roster in four different categories, actually. 25 seniors. This just 
edges out the 2021 group, which was loaded with super seniors from uh, the forgiven eligibility year of 2020. So a lot of, you had a lot of guys like, you know, Grant Morgan, for example, Hayden Henry, a bunch of guys decided to come back and play on that team, which won nine games. A lot of times that's a good indicator that you're going to have success when you have um, a team with a lot of seniors. But that, that year they had 19 seniors. Last year they had like – it wasn't very many at all. I mean, I want to say like fewer than 10. Uh, this year, thanks in large to the transfer portal, 25 seniors on the roster in, in four different categories. You have redshirt super seniors. So super senior would be a guy that's in a redshirt. He's playing in his sixth year of eligibility. You got six of them, and um, that means they have just one, this one year remaining. Kate Fortin, John Morgan, Trajan Jeffcoat, Antonio Greer, Ladarius Bishop, AJ Brathwaite, uh, Bishop, and these are senior. These are scholarship seniors. Also, uh, Bishop could possibly petition for a seventh year because he only played in two games last year because of injury. So he's actually got a medical redshirt year available. Uh, likely. Uh, the next category would be super seniors. These guys have one year remaining unless they were to redshirt this year because they never redshirted. That's Zach Williams and Al Walcott. Redshirt seniors, there are 11 redshirt seniors. They have two years remaining this coming year and another year if they wanted to take a super senior year. So they'd be redshirt super seniors in 2024. That's KJ Jefferson, Tyrone Broden, Nathan Bax, Bo Limmer, Brady Latham, Eric Gregory, Tarian Carter, Marcus Miller, Kiwi Rose, Hudson Clark, and Malik Chavis. True seniors. There's six true seniors with two years remaining if they were to redshirt this year. One year remaining if they don't. Is that right? True seniors? Yeah. Two seniors they got this year. and No, they got two years remaining. If they redshirted this year, then they'd have three years. So that's Dominic Johnson. Isaac Tesla, Francis Sherman, Takias Crawford, Jashad Stewart, and Dwight McLaughlin. So four categories of seniors, 25 total seniors. That is, uh, at least to my knowledge, a record in the modern era of college football. Never seen that many scholarship seniors. Transfer portal's been very good to Arkansas. I mean, you look back at – you look at where Arkansas would be right now if they didn't have the transfer portal, okay? The 2019 class was very good. That was Chad Morris's one great, one great contribution to this program. His Maybe his only. The 2019 class, there are still players on this roster from 2019. Uh, you had a lot of guys contribute out of that class, a lot of studs. Uh, but the problem is the 2020 class, when Sam Pittman got to Arkansas, it's the quick turnaround, you know, the early transfer – or, excuse me, the early signing period obviously was picking up more and more steam. So, you had a lot of – most of the best players in the country signed early. Pittman wasn't coming as a head coach from another program and stuff like that. So, it's not like just like bringing over a bunch of guys that you recruited previously like that. Um, you know, you're not going to just like not go to Georgia, you know, when you were committed and follow Sam Pittman. That's just not – that's not, you know, usually when you hire a coach who is a head coach somewhere else, he's at a program, you know, usually a lesser program. And, you know, it seems natural to bring some players up. So the 2020 recruiting class, anybody want to take a quick stab at how many players are left on the team from the class of 2020? You can pause the video if you want to really think about it. Answer coming. 
two. Two players from the class of 2020 currently on the Arkansas football record roster, the scholarship players. That's Jashad Stewart and Dominic Johnson. These are guys that would be seniors and redshirt juniors, veteran players on your football team. There are two left. Without the transfer portal, Arkansas would be in trouble because of this class, the lack of success with this class. That's pretty wild. 2021 was better, but it wasn't like a lot better. So Arkansas has added 17 transfers, and it's – I mean, they just had a lot to make up for. You look at 2021, I think there may be like eight players left from that class. 2021, you know, you come from the 2020 year year where you have a quick turnaround. You hire Sam Pittman in December. National signing day is December. He's got like a couple of weeks to get out the road and – put together a class and then the rest of the class is put together you know from the guys that didn't sign which isn't a whole lot in February and then COVID strikes and so recruiting is about relationships and for a new coaching staff this is why it's different than a a staff that's been you know at a program for a certain year and why it affected Arkansas differently for a new coaching staff they haven't had those guys come in as sophomores and juniors and come in and visit them, build relationships over a long period of time, have them come in for camps in the past, get really good evaluations. So you're not able to do in-person evaluations. You're not able to host them on official visits. Everything's done over a computer, and you make some really bad evaluations. That's one reason we have seen such a mass exodus from Arkansas into the transfer portal from the class of 2020 and class of 2021. Mass exoduses from those classes. Uh, So – Luckily, the transfer portal is there to help Arkansas. I mean, it's it's been as big as anything for Arkansas. I mean, right now, like we'd be like we're heading into year four with Sam Pittman, and there wouldn't be a lot of people right now just thinking, well, you know, 2020 was tough because of that. 2021 was tough. They're not going to care about that. They're going to care about where you are in year four, your money year. And without the transfer portal, this team, I'm sorry, they would be sunk right now. They would be sunk. 2020 was not a great year to bring in a new coach. It just it just wasn't because of everything that happened right after that with the transfer portal, or excuse me, with the uh, with COVID-19 and the restrictions that they were that were placed on them for that. So, where we want to go next? You know, another good indicator for Arkansas is. Uh, Arkansas players on a roster. Like having a high number of seniors, that's usually a good indicator that your team's going to be successful. Uh, Another is having stars from Arkansas, the state of Arkansas, natural state products. Who are the natural state products on this team that are like going to start for you? Quincy McAdoo, who, you know, his – we don't know what's going to happen with Quincy. We wish him all the best, you know, his own personal safety and health first. Ladarius Bishop, you know, Ladarius started seven games in 2021. Jashad Stewart, you know, Jashad's been a a key player, mostly as a backup for Arkansas. He hasn't been a starter. Who else? Zach Williams. Zach Williams kind of been the same way, kind of been, you know, mostly a backup. So Malik Chavis, same deal, kind of been a backup. So who are the stars from Arkansas? Just not a lot, guys. I mean, 
not a lot from inside the state, and it's not like the recruiting has been profoundly different. It's not like there's a lot of Arkansas kids that are starring at other Power 5 programs around the country. There's not any. There's not any stars playing at some other school in the SEC from that's from Arkansas or somewhere else. Um, you know, last couple seasons, you haven't had a whole lot either. Isaiah Nichols, Simeon Blair, Luke Jones. You go back to 2021. Now, this is where this is where you you find some, um, you know, some some proof that your solid classes, your solid teams had really strong representation from the state of Arkansas. 90, 90 excuse me, 2021. You you had a nine and four record. You had Traylon Burks from Warren, Grant Morgan from Greenwood, Monteric Brown from Ashdown. And then you had other guys. Like, those are your stars right there. Like, Traylon Burks, leader on offense. Grant Morgan, leader on defense. Monteric Brown, leader on defense. You know, those guys, Burks and Brown were drafted. Grant Morgan was a first-team All-SEC linebacker. Um, you know, you had Tyson Morris, who was the second-leading receiver that year. Blake Kern, Tyson Morris from Fayetteville. Blake Kern from Lamar. Ty Clary from Fayetteville. Markel Utzi, who was from Little Rock, uh, was a Missouri transfer from Little Rock. Hayden Henry from Little Rock. Ladarius Bishop. Simeon Blair, that's 10 starters from Arkansas on that team, on that 2021 squad. And nobody off last season's 7-5 and five team played in the NFL out of Arkansas, got drafted. Brett Bielema's best team, 2015, 8-5. That team should have won 10 games. But they finished 8-5. and five. You had Brandon Allen at quarterback, Fayetteville, Drew Morgan from Greenwood, Dominic Reed from Camden, Hunter Henry from Little Rock, Jeremy Sprinkle from Whitehall. Mitch Smothers from Springdale, Brooks Ellis from Fayetteville, Josh Liddell from Pine Bluff, Kevin Richards from Jacksonville. I mean, those are all big-time contributors from the state of Arkansas. A lot of those guys in the NFL. Brandon Allen went – Brandon Allen's still in the NFL right now. Hunter Henry's still in the NFL. Jeremy Sprinkle's still in the NFL. I mean, that's a really – well-represented Arkansas team. You look at Bobby Petrino's best teams. You look at the 2010-2011 teams. Those teams went 10-3 and and 11-2, respectively. Now, I'm just kind of combining those two. But, I mean, look, listen to the Arkansas names. Ryan Mallett, who's originally from Batesville. Tyler Wilson from Greenwood. Joe Adams from Little Rock. Jarius Wright from Warren. Greg Childs from Warren. Uh, DJ Williams from Little Rock. Ben Cleveland from Springdale. Chris Gregg from Warren. Van Steumann from North Little Rock. Dennis Johnson from Texarkana. Broderick Green from Little Rock via transfer from USC. Uh, Wade Grayson from Harrison. Zach Hawker from Russellville. All those guys on that team. You also um, had those that, – guys, that's just offense. Defense, you had Jerry Franklin. Fred, Jerry Franklin from Marion. Freddie Burton from Moralton. Jake Beckett from Little Rock. Zach Stather of North Little Rock. Darius Winston from Helena. Byron Jones from Junction City. Mallett, Wilson, Adams, Wright, Childs, Williams, Gregg, Hawker, and Beckett were all drafted or made it to the NFL. All of them were drafted. You go back to Houston Nuts teams, 2006-2007, again combining these two teams. Houston Nut, a Little Rock native, by the way, went 10-4 and and 8-5 and on those two teams. You had Mitch Mustaine at quarterback. I know things that like didn't work out, obviously, but he started eight games for him. Darren McFadden, Little Rock, Peyton Hillis, Conway, Marcus Monk, Lepanto, Damian Williams, Springdale, Jonathan Luigs, Little Rock, Mitch Petrus, Carlisle, late Mitch Petrus, Nate Garner, Little Rock, 
Antoine Robinson, Little Rock. Keith Jackson Jr., Little Rock. Cord Gray, Wynn. Weston Dacus, Cersei. Freddie Fairchild, Little Rock. I mean, McFadden was a superstar, obviously. Hillis was a really great player for him. Had a 1,000-yard season in the NFL. Luigs, Petrus, Garner, Jackson, Dacus all played in the NFL. Williams transferred out. Damian Williams transferred out to USC, but has also made it to the NFL. Look back at Houston Nuts 2002-2003 teams. Matt Jones, Van Buren, Fort Smith, Northside. Uh, Cedric Cobbs, Little Rock. Darius Howard, West Memphis. Sean Andrews, Camden. Marcus Harrison, Little Rock. Jeb Huckabee. Cersei. Is it Huckabee or Huckabee? I forgot which one we just <laughs> – Jeb Huckabee, I think. Cersei. Um, Hillis and Monk were also contributors on that 2004 team. Uh, Keith Jackson Jr., Little Rock, Elliot Harris, Mariana, Clark Moore, Van Buren, also members of those teams. Um, Jones, Cobbs, Andrews, Harrison, Huckabee, Jackson all made it to the NFL. So this year's different because there's not a lot of in-state flavor, and I think a lot of that is just a natural result of the transfer portal where things have shifted, where you can go out and just get veteran teams. But, you know, also this the state just hasn't produced a lot of superstars lately. And, again, it's not like – You've got guys from Arkansas that are just starring from other teams. Danny had an interesting article recently about uh, guys who signed Division One, signed Power Five, excuse me, out of the state of Arkansas. Seventy-five percent of them are offered by Arkansas. Uh, Arkansas does hits at a tremendous clip for signing the number of guys you know inside the state that they offer. A lot of people see you know one player leaves and it's just you know it's a disaster. But like when you compare it to other states around the country, Arkansas hits at a really high clip for the guys that they offer inside the state. There just hadn't been a lot of superstars. Not just not a lot of star like there's no running backs on the roster from Arkansas. It seems like there's always a running back. You know, last year you had James Joyner who ended up transferring out. He didn't play. Uh, but there seems like there's always an Arkansas running back or something, you know. Arkansas quarterback. Now there's a wave of quarterbacks coming, obviously. The latest Walker White's committed to Auburn. But there's, you know, guys after him that are from Arkansas that are Power five, Arkansas, guys that Arkansas has offered and stuff. So just think that's real interesting. Some good signs for Arkansas program have been a lot of seniors, which they have, and a lot of players from the state of Arkansas, which they do not have. Arkansas has to do a better job recruiting defensive players also. I've got a really in-depth breakdown about that. Uh, just talking about, you know, offensive guys, like Arkansas has had 40 offensive players drafted since joining the SEC. Uh, they've just had eight fewer defensive players. But the defensive guys, like, there's not any there's not any guys that go undrafted on defense that make NFL rosters. That just doesn't – that hasn't happened. Uh, George Wilson played wide receiver at Arkansas, ended up playing safety in the NFL for a number of years. Uh, the only guy that I can think of that went undrafted that made an NFL roster – is Jerry Jacobs. Jerry Jacobs played on that 2021 team, or is it 2022, 2020? I think it was 2021 team. And, I mean, he played four games. I think lost his starting job and kind of quit in a huff. I mean, so he didn't really play um, at Arkansas that long. Uh, was at Arkansas State before that. But that's the only guy I can think of who went undrafted and made an NFL roster. I and mean, when you think about – uh, Arkansas offensive players that made NFL rosters went undrafted. Alvin Bailey, Denver Kirkland, Dan Skipper, Felipe Franks, Javante Herndon, Keon Hatcher, Cody Hollister, all those guys, you know, played 
games in the NFL. Hollister still in the NFL. Didn't really do a whole lot at Arkansas. Uh, but So you had a lot. And, and I also think that, like, on offense, you can create a system that has success even if you don't have a ton of NFL draft picks. Because if you look at uh, the history, let's see. Um, Arkansas's offense has only been in the bottom four in yardage and points three times in the last 11 years since the SEC expanded to 14 teams. The defense has been there seven times, and the difference is not that much when you consider um, offensive players drafted and defensive players drafted. But there's an absolute correlation when you look at teams that had a high number of defensive draft picks uh, those teams had really, really good teams. I've broken it down. Every coach, the number of players he coached that went on to the NFL, the number of players uh, that he recruited that eventually maybe they played for other coaches that went on to the NFL. I broke all this stuff down. It's a it's a long, in-depth article. It's called Arkansas Defense Must Produce More NFL Draft Picks. Punting. Punting is another problem for Arkansas. It especially was last year. Uh, you go back and look, Arkansas had four close games that they played, right? Uh, Texas A&M 23, Arkansas 21. There were punting problems in that game. Now, there were other problems, obviously. There was uh, the blunder at the goal line where K.J. Jefferson tried to jump 12 feet into the end zone, 99-yard touchdown the other way. Um, there was the errant snap. Arkansas's marching. They got second and five with 130 to play, and uh, Stromberg has an errant snap, and then suddenly it's like third and 16, you know, third and 14, I think. So uh, that obviously killed each other. There's a lot of things, but there were also plenty of other issues in that. Um you know, 29-yard punt to the Texas A&M 39-yard line. You know, it's not too much to ask for a 45-yard punt, pin them down, you know, somewhere in the 20s, 24-yard line or so. Um, and that one ended up in a 31-yard chip shot. Remember, they won by two points. Um, there, there, there was, you know, I think uh, another couple, there's a uh, uh, another couple of punts. There's a 25-yarder, uh, and, uh, you know, the opening drive in that game, 25-yard punt to the Texas A&M 35-yard line. Again, 45-yard kick puts it at the 15. That's not unreasonable to ask. It's not unreasonable to ask for a punt to land at the 10-yard line. You know, obviously it's great to land at the 2 or the 1, but there's a pretty big difference between, you know, checking up, you know, a punt at the 10-yard line versus it going out of the back of the end zone on a 52-yard boot. Like, and that happened a lot last year. So those aren't like dramatic instances, but like 25-yard punt and a 29-yard punt in a game where the score is defined, you know, so closely uh, – those, those are problems. Uh, Liberty 21, Arkansas 19. What happened in that Liberty game? Blocked punt. This is not – I've heard several co- – I, I, I don't know where, like, the statistics are on this, but I've heard several coaches. John L. Smith used to say it all the time. Um, uh, the, def- the, the uh, special teams coach for Alabama said this also. But when you have a punt blocked, from momentum, field position, all that stuff. It is the biggest momentum swing in college football. Your percent, your chances of winning a game, the moment Arkansas had that pump block, their percentage chances of winning that game went down to 10%. And this was something that happened, I believe, in the first quarter of the game. Uh, you had 45, 43, 44, 55, and 50-yard 50 punts on that, day for, on that day from Reed Bauer. Now, there were other issues. K.J. Jefferson shouldn't have played in that game. But, you know, you get a block punt. 
And that resulted, that directly resulted in them uh, scoring the first touchdown of the game. Huge momentum swing. Arkansas lost that game 21-19. Can't have blocked punts. Uh, LSU 13, Arkansas 10. Arkansas had multiple opportunities to pin Tigers deep. They had punts of 32 yards to the LSU 20, 29 yards to the LSU 28. I mean, these are opportunities to pin them deep. Uh, Bauer had a 52-yarder. I talked about that a minute ago that went too far, went well into the end zone. I mean, you just got – you got to – you got to have better results than that. Uh, Missouri 29, Arkansas 27. I mean, Jefferson was sacked seven times in that game through an interception. A lot of, a lot of problems. Only thir- 113 rushing yards on 38 carries. Uh, plenty of issues. Block punt. Got a, he had a block punt, partially block punt that went just 20 yards to the uh, 35-yard line uh, when that happened. Arcan- this is uh, – this is 626 to play in the game. And when that happened, Arkansas's chances of winning went down 10%. Arkansas lost 29-27. Got to be better at punting. Uh, people talk – like, the thing that's frustrating about it is you spend so much time trying to exploit the matchups that are in your favor, trying to mitigate the matchups that aren't in your favor. So much time working offense and defense. And punting and punt protection – is the easiest – it's not simple, it's not easy, but it's the e- – out of everything, this is the easiest thing to get right aside from calling for a fair catch, which you should always do on kickoffs. You should always call for a fair catch. I've got a breakdown on that too and just like looking at the scope of college football, uh, how important it is to just call for a fair catch. However, aside from that, the easiest thing to get right – Again, not easy per se, but easy in relation to everything else that you have to do in college football is to get off a decent punt and protect the punter. And it and if you can't do that, then everything else just kind of goes to hell. Like every single one of these close losses, there are serious punting issues, whether it's shank, a pull that goes 20-something yards, uh, or um, getting a punt blocked, which happened a couple times last year. All right, we talked about the scholarship distribution a little bit. Arkansas is at 82 after the surge over the weekend, adding three more out of the transfer portal. They have room for three more after this. We've talked about the knees, another safety or defensive back, uh, maybe, and that maybe that means shifting some guys around because we've talked about that with safeties and corners over the years. Safeties have gotten a little bit smaller. Corners have gotten a little bit taller. You know, so it's almost kind of morphed into the same body type. Playing those positions, obviously you'd like your best tacklers playing safety and your best coverage guys playing corner. Uh, but maybe it means shifting some guys around. Danny talked about the JUCO defensive back that's here. Uh, but Arkansas needs a defensive back, preferably a safety type, but a defensive back and worry about it after that. Uh, they need an offensive lineman to get to 15 total scholarship players. You'd like to be at 16, a three deep plus one. I've explained my formula on that before. Uh, and they could use a wide receiver, though they have – you'd like to be at 10 scholarship wide receivers. Again, three deep plus one. So you'd like to be at 10, but at least nine. They have seven on scholarship right now. So, yeah, you'd like to add another one. But the thing is, they do have some quality walk-on wide receivers, Marlon Crockett, uh, Khalil Geralt. Um, Chris Harris, you know, just to name a few guys, Cameron Bibby. Um, so they have some quality walk-on wide receivers. Of the seven scholarship wide receivers they have, every single one of them is pushing for a starting job. So that's notable. That's why I don't feel like it's like you got to go out and get this done versus safety where you need a starter to come in. So that's where things are right now with the scholarship distribution. In pretty good shape everywhere um, suddenly. Uh, it's a really – 
It's not a bad looking team, to be honest. I, I the what more I look at it, I look at weapons at tight end and wide receiver. I mean, you think about having Isaac Tesla, uh, Andrew Armstrong, Tyrone Broden. You know, some combination of those two guys on the field and 12 personnel where you'd have two wide receivers. But two 6'4-plus wide receivers, 6'4 to 6'7 wide receivers on the field, Farquise Gums, Luke Haz at tight end, Rocket Sanders, a former wide receiver, turned running back, and, by the way, a quarterback that can take off on you at any time, any moment. I mean, that's a pretty scary group of skilled players and quarterback, I think, on offense. Now, you got a couple of new safe, or excuse me, <laughs> a couple of new tackles starting for you, um, and Patrick Kudis and Devon Manuel, another starter on the offensive line who's new. So all that's going to you know play a role. But to me, that looks that looks pretty good, and the depth's pretty good, you know, all the way down. Um, you know, even on the offensive line, I would say you've got eight guys you feel pretty good about putting in there. Tackle be probably the biggest concern. Defensive line looks. Really solid. I mean, Zach Williams, Rashad Stewart probably playing backup roles. Those guys are really good players. Trajan Jeffcoat, Landon Jackson, John Morgan. You got Quincy Rhodes coming in. Normal year, Quincy Rhodes would be relied to play on three years ago. Now he can just kind of sit back, maybe redshirt. I mean, defensive interior now with Keeby Rose, Tank Booker, Eric Gregory, Torian Carter, Marcus Miller, Cam Ball. Come on now, that's that's not bad. That's not a bad front. Linebacker, they finally have a total uh, number of scholarship players that is ideal. Antonio Greer, Jaheim Thomas, Chris Paul. Uh, Jordan Crook and Manny Powell can play now. Those guys I think you would look at in most years like these guys are going to play a big role. Now they don't have to be thrown into the fire. They can come along at their own pace. But they're good young players who now you have Antonio Greer, Jaheim, Paul, uh, excuse me, Jaheim Thomas, Chris Paul, Jordan Crook, Manny Powell, Carson Dean, another guy that's really coming on. Linebacker not looking bad at all right now. Uh, cornerback, obviously you'd love to get Quincy McAdoo back. Again, that's a secondary thought right now with his overall health after a pretty serious car accident. Um, Ladarius Bishop coming back after starting seven games in 2021. Dwight McLaughlin coming back, started 13 games last year. Snacks Johnson, I think, started 12 last year for Baylor. Quincy McAdoo started the last four last year. Jaheim Singletary, a former five-star, the highest-rated recruit in the 2020, uh, 2023 recruiting, 2022, 2023 recruiting class. Uh, Jalen Braxton, also playing cornerback. Not bad. Safety is the area where there's maybe a little more concern. I think Al Walcott on it playing nickel for him. I think Hudson Clark will start. And then after that, you're looking at A.J. Brathwaite, uh, Malik Chavis, Jaden Johnson. We'd like to see them bring in one more safety there. And they got to get better at punter. Max Fletcher has a leg. I'll give the guy a lot of grace, okay? He's from Australia, okay? He's not from this country. He was a true freshman last year. I know he can kick the ball. I've been out, like, seriously, like, clocking his punts with a stopwatch, see how much hang time he gets. The guy can boot the ball. He's just got to get consistent. If he can get consistent punting, then that's going to go a long way for Arkansas. You can't have blocked punts. You can't you can't have shanks. You just need somebody that's consistent. Obviously, we know what they have in Cam Little. Eli Stein comes back, obviously, at, at, deep, snacker, at deep snapper. 37 offensive players, 42 defensive players, three specialists, all in scholarship, 82 total scholarship players, room for three more.
Last little thing I want to get to, Arkansas-Texas A&M is defined as one of the key matchups in the SEC this season. I think they may have been thinking about Texas A&M a little bit more because Jimbo has – it's do or die for Jimbo Fisher. And uh, Arkansas's running back room is ranked as the number five in college football, headlined by Rocket Sanders, largely because of Rocket Sanders. They mentioned A.J. Green a little bit. Didn't really mention Rashad DeBinion, who is right there with A.J. Green. I mean, those guys both – uh, had a really good Liberty Bowl showing quality backups. You get Isaiah Augustave coming in. Hopefully Dominic Johnson gets healthy. But uh, Rocket Sanders obviously ran for 1,443 yards last year, and he's a big reason Arkansas is ranked as a number five backfield in college football. This according to Brad Crawford, 24-7 sports national college football writer. Okay. We didn't have time to get to questions, but we certainly probably answered a lot of those guys. A lot of those questions. I want to remind you guys one more time, Hog Sports is just $1 for your first month at HAWGsports.com. Sign up. I mean, like, I get it. If you're, if you're just a casual fan and you just, you know, want to see passing headlines here and there, um, you, you know, do enjoy our free content. We put out a lot of free content as well. But for the – for the diehard fan out there, if you're not subscribed to Hog Sports, I'm not sure you could consider yourself diehard. I mean, this is where the information is, the inside information, football, basketball, baseball, um, recruiting, transfer portal. This is where you get the inside. Where the hell is Keith Grayson? <laughs> I need to get Keith on again. But this is where the uh, inside information is at Hog Sports. And if you don't believe me, just come try us out for a dollar, $1 for your first month, and uh, that's how we get you. That's how we get you addicted. All right, everybody, I appreciate you joining me. Thanks to Danny West for hopping on with us, providing some recruiting insight. And uh, thanks to all of you for enjoying the show. Please throw us that five-star review right now. If you haven't on Apple Podcasts, just take a minute, even if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, uh, open your Apple Podcast app and, uh, and throw us a five-star review. Uh, and uh, I think we're up to 898. Love to get to 1,000 before 1,000 reviews before football season started. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining me. This has been Trey Biddy with hogsports.com, and we'll catch you next time. 